Behind every bit of mom wisdom is a story. A story of a real mom and real kids just trying to love each other well. Whether you're cozied up on the couch with a mug of coffee or out for a walk, you're welcome to join us as we share stories and laugh, learn, and grow together. It's the I'm Mom Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of the I'm On Podcast. I'm Abby and Megan and Susan and Chloe are here. And Chloe is this week's storyteller. The story is you're not the only one raising your kids. And we have been teasing for a couple weeks that we had a big announcement to make at the beginning of this episode. And I'm going to let Chloe make the announcement. Yes, the big announcement is I'm joining the club, (laughs) the mom club. I'm pregnant. <laughs> so, we, so we didn't discourage her too much. Yeah. yeah. Bobby's clapping. Our producer's clapping off screen. He's excited. This is the first time I've officially said it, though. I know you heard my husband say it when he walked in the office last week. Have you week. picked up on any of the clues, Bobby? No. No. See, no, you didn't? Oh, wait. You didn't, oh, Bobby you didn't know? Listeners, my husband came in the office <laughs> last week and just said it so loud. I was like, okay, great. We're talking about it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I um, promise every woman in this office knows that you are. Yeah. Yes. And every man is completely totally. oblivious. Yeah. No, Jeremy knew. Jeremy, Jeremy knew. But I mean, if, the, if she hasn't come right out and told them, yeah. they haven't picked yeah. up on it. No, oh, Bobby wow. says, no idea. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> well, I mean, we've so our reaction, Susan, Megan, Abby, reaction is from knowing for a couple months, yeah. but um, <laughs> months. we're all Weeks. thrilled, yeah. absolutely thrilled yeah. for you to join the club. Thanks. But with with this comes a whole bunch of thoughts. Yes, and most of them are so excited. I'm I'm very very excited. I think just all that I've been able to learn through my job, through this podcast, through. My friends who are very much in the same season of life, I'm very, very excited, and so is my husband. Um, one thing I have been thinking about and I wanted to talk to all of you about is child care because I am going to be a working mom, and it's something I've just been thinking about is like, okay, who is going to be looking after my child? And, you know, and, and we've talked about preschool. We've talked about nannies. We've talked about all these options. So I kind of wanted to talk to you guys about your experiences, what you would— you know, advise someone who's in my position right now. So we kind of had a little bit of a different than normal situation. One, we lived in a city that we had moved to recently. It's a normal situation anymore, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, true. So we had moved to a city where we didn't know anyone. So we didn't really have anyone in the area that we could ask, you know, what are you guys doing? What are you doing? So we had to really figure it out on our own. And then two, right after we put them in somewhere COVID hit. So we were working from home for basically a year, like both of us, because we live in DC. So everyone was working from home for a really long time. So um, I put him in a half a day preschool and that's what he's in now. He's in a half a day preschool. And then he comes home, has lunch here. And then he takes like a good three hour nap. He is a good sleeper though. So like some of my other friends, kids, they needed full day childcare because they work and their kids are not good sleepers. And so they just knew they wouldn't be able to do that. Um, And some of them have to go in the office. I work from home. So I think there's just a lot of different circumstances that you and your spouse have to weigh of like, you know, what's not only best for the child, but what's best for you guys and your schedules and what you're doing. Um, So 
there was actually a period before we put them in half a day preschool where we were part of a nanny share. Mm. So um, two other families had babies the same age as he as, or around his age. And so the nanny felt like she could watch three little babies at one time because they weren't really mobile yet either. And they were kind of on the same schedule. Um, and she actually only had one of them two days a week. So it was two two babies a lot of the times. Um, so he was in that for a while, which was actually great. Um, it worked out well because they lived close to us and, um, you know, we, we loved the nanny and it, it worked for everyone. However, I will say doing the whole nanny and nanny share situation is tough because it's not always reliable. The nanny can leave at any time. So there's just a lot of factors and you just kind of have to talk it through and decide what's best for you and for the child. Mm-hmm. And it may look different from kid to kid too. And depending on circumstances. Yeah. yeah. So how did you, Susan, before I answer my story behind that. How did you decide if you were going to work or stay home? Because when Megan was born, did you stay home? I did. I worked for Bank of America and um, had a really tough boss. Um, And so it really wasn't a choice. I mean, actually, I didn't make the choice till I was actually at home. And there was no nannies back then, really. Uh, So to go back would have been, you know, full way full time there was no working from home at yeah, the bank right. and <laughs> it would have been I'll take this money home I'll bring it back tomorrow I promise yeah. <laughs> it, it, it would have been daycare straight up probably 50 hours a week yeah. so we just decided that I would stay home yeah I do feel like there's a lot of different options these days between like a nanny share like you said Megan or traditional daycare or there's daycares that are preschools also families in town mm -hmm, families Mm -hmm. in town yeah so when I found out I was pregnant um with my first son I kind of had like a freak out moment and and my natural response is usually like start making plans start Mm -hmm. doing things I won't like I won't hesitate I just start like working things out and um, I was praying and praying and praying. I don't know if I've ever prayed more fervently than I did mm-hmm. when I was freaking out about this because I had to be to work at 530 in the morning. Right. And my husband also worked like we left the house at the same time together, like five, five fifteen every morning. And so I was like, how are we going to do this? How do I have a, a newborn and do this? And I remember looking on care.com and this is no knock on care.com. I don't, I can't say anything good or bad about it. Um, but I looked on care.com and I drove by a woman's house, like a woman that offers to watch infants and like had flexible hours. She was in like a really bad part of town. And I remember driving and I was like, Abby, what are you thinking? Why are you even going here? Like, stop worrying. Just take a breath. You have some time, you know? Yeah. And not too long after that, a woman called me who I was acquainted with better than better than acquaintances. I wouldn't say great friends, but, you know, I knew her fairly well. Her sons were a few years younger than me. And she's like, you know, I was wondering who's going to watch the baby after he's born. And I was like, I don't know. And she said, well, I would be willing to. She said, I, I don't work. And she said, I would be willing to. And I was like, well... I would like you to come to my house. I was looking at like college students that lived in South Tampa, like so that I could drive from the suburbs to Tampa with the baby and they could meet me at six in the morning. Like I was thinking all these things. She called and she's like, well, I would be willing to come to the house. I'm like, Uh, I'm talking at like 515. She goes, I could be there at 515. And so from the point that Liam was three months until Graham was three years, she came to my house every day. And yeah, it was just like, I mean, exactly what we needed. So I, I think that... 
God gives us the situation, you know, what we need to make it work. Yeah. Abby, you want to give her my number? She can come live up here in D.C. And- I don't think she would travel that far. <laughs> but, yeah, I think she is retired from the, the nannying thing, though. But, yeah. Um, I think, Megan, I don't know how you dealt with, like, the fear and the worry of having somebody else caring for your kids when they can't defend themselves. They can't speak for themselves. Yeah. You know, it's a little bit scary, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I, like had a really hard time initially because he was my first and it, that's just terrible to say it's like my second I'll leave him with a warm body <laughs> <Take him. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um so I just had like it was really hard because you're like leaving your little baby with someone else and um it was tough it was really hard and then like the first day of the preschool I dropped him off I like sobbed I think I was having like a panic attack um because he was like the youngest one there. And I was just like, what are we doing? Like, why am I doing this? Um, it does get easier though. And you learn to trust people more, but I do have to say, I think it's really important to still follow your intuition, not worry, but like observe. And if you feel like there's something off, like there was an initial preschool that we tried with him and I would just pick him up and he would constantly be frustrated which wasn't like him but he was like one and a half or or maybe almost two so he couldn't really communicate but like I would pick him up and I could just tell he was frustrated every day and I was like okay this is not like him so fortunately we got into another preschool that I'd heard great things about and so I moved him and there was nothing wrong like I don't think there was anything bad going on at this other preschool I just don't think it was the right fit for yeah. him and sure enough we moved him and he just did so much better so of course then I felt even worse I was like great we had him in this preschool I don't know what was happening like I don't think it was anything terrible but obviously he wasn't doing well there um but I am glad that we decided to switch him and make that jump because it was for the better Mm -hmm. yeah Chloe it never gets better (laughs) she cried Megan she cried she she cried the day she dropped him off at preschool I cried the day I dropped her off at college it's a forever thing you're gonna be crying when you drop (laughs) him off the first time well and that thank you Susan that's a great segue into the next part of this conversation it really doesn't ever end you're always putting unless you have your children with you 24 seven, you're always putting them in someone else's care. That's why the episode is you're not the only one raising your kids. There's coaches, Mm. there's scout leaders, there's teachers, there's, uh, parents of friends there's always another adult speaking into your child's life or caring for them so how do we how do we how do we do it without losing our minds you know i actually have some statistics um according to ourworldindata.org the average amount of time college educated moms spend with their kids um, between the ages of three and 12 is 120 <sighs> minutes a day. That's here in America. Hmm. For dads, it's 85 minutes a day. Oh, wow. But that is almost twice as much as it was 50 years ago for both male and female. Really? For both, yeah. Wow. Back like in the mid 60s, the amount of time for dads, it was like 20 minutes, if hmm. that. If that, 20 minutes what? a day. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Yep. So imagine. if you think about it, if your kids are sleeping for 10 hours, so there's 24 hours in a day. If your kids are sleeping for 10 hours, that leaves 14. So that means 12 hours a day are spent away from parents on average. You know, oh if moms have gosh. two hours with them. So How am I going to get to know my little guy? <laughs> you're going to be complete strangers. <laughs> no, for real. No, but I mean, my point is that 12 hours, roughly, a day, they're yeah. with another adult. So, like... 
where do you, the question is then, where do you draw the line about who you allow into your child's life? Mm. You don't want them to be in physical danger, but how much do you protect them as far as like the ideas that they hear, things like that? Yeah. I like what Megan said. I think it's really important to always have a pulse on your child. Mm. And at one and a half, five, ten, if you see behavior that is outside their norm and it lasts for a certain period of time, you have to question, okay, is this just, you know, a personality thing they're going through or is something actually externally in their environment causing it? Mm. Yeah, I think so, too. I think it depends on age, too, right? Your, who you allow to speak and do things around your toddler is different than your high school senior who's about to be out from under your wing, you know, like that same nanny that took care of my boys for four years. um, She had some interesting thoughts on things that didn't always, you know, go along with what I thought and believed and taught them, but it was never anything that to me was a fundamental problem. I never felt like they were in danger and, um, and frankly, some of the things, because they were so little, they were one and two years old and it yeah. didn't really matter. They didn't understand it. But like, if you know your child has a teacher who um, espouses something that you don't agree with, do you, or a coach that does that, do you, when do you step in and say, this is not an adult I want in my child's life? Mm. I think I've told this story, but with one of my kids, I actually did pull them out of school and homeschooled them for the rest of the year. Was that part of the reason? Uh, it was the teacher. I did not know it was the teacher at the time. I, My daughter was very, she'd come home very angry and agitated. It was third grade. And I just thought, okay, what is going on here? It was the point that was getting kind of disruptive to the family because she just had this personality change. And I noticed a lot of disorganization. Her backpack would be a mess. There were lots of notes in there that the kids had been passing during the day. And I was like, I went, I did go and talk to the school, but didn't get many answers. Uh, I ended up going, well, you know what? She's just, this is not her. I don't like it. I go by, pull her out. It's third grade. Who cares? Um, I homeschool her a little bit. We really just played. I'll confess that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I figured at that age, she's so smart. It's not going to hurt her. Mm-hmm. And so... By the end of the semester, I still was t- I was actually teaching a Friday afternoon. Um, we called it Fantastic Fridays Bible study to that whole class, the whole grade. They would come to my house. Got to the spring, the end of the year, and a couple of the moms were talking, and they said, "Well, yeah, she's not coming back." And I'm like, "Who's not coming back?" The teacher, wow, was not coming back. Mm. It really had been what was going on in the classroom, and it was just really disruptive to my child, and there was a lot of drama. Yeah, and so you know, but it was a great thing. She and I had really a blast she went back to the school the next year and she just did fine mm. it was okay yeah That's good. so how do you feel about somebody else disciplining your child Megan I don't know if you have anybody who's kind of stepped in and, and tried to discipline James in front of you or you got wind of it I don't think I've seen anyone discipline him in front of me trying to think I mean I've given my friends license of like when they're playing at their house like if he's not sharing or if he's disobeying don't just let him run all over your child like feel free to step in and tell him he has to share or, or he needs to go in time mm-hmm. out so I've given certain friends here that I'm close with that license um but I I've never have. seen anyone how do you really... feel when I discipline him oh well you're like I don't care if you discipline him you care. should discipline him do you guys ever have an issue like if you're together because I know my mom and I I will discipline the kids and she 
becomes like an echo of what I'm saying. And I have to be like, mom, I got this. Like, I don't need both of us, you know, harping on them yeah. or coming down on them right now. You no, just- sometimes I'll just let her do it. I'll be like, can you do it? I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that happened last time. He was being disrespectful to you and I scooped him up and I said, mm-mm. Right? Wasn't that what happened last time? I think that's what happened. Probably. I mean, yeah. And Hampton will do the same thing. Right. Like James gets upset or something and he hits me. um, Like in in, in Hampton sees it instead of me having Mm -hmm. to do it, like Hampton will just pick him up and be like, absolutely not. You're not, you know, doing that. Yeah. Um, And vice versa. If he does something to him, I'll say that was not nice. You need to go apologize to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we have an article about what do you do when someone else disciplines your child? So whether it's an in-law or a neighbor you know, that always happens. Your kids are playing together and they jump in and say something. Um, I think one of the things is to ask yourself, was I missing something? You know, was there something that I didn't see happening as hard as it was? Did I need to hear this or did my child need to hear this? And then if this other adult was in the wrong, how should I have handled it instead of just flying off the handle and be like, don't, you don't have yeah. a right to, to tell my kid what to do. I think it's, yeah. it's tricky. I definitely well, struggled. Go ahead, Megan. Oh, sorry. One of the things I was going to say is I've had more difficult situations where like he'll be playing with a friend and um, I've actually watched this happen where his friend instigated it and yet the friend comes and tattles mm-hmm. and then the parent kind of looks at me like, well, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, get in my head, like I just saw this whole situation yeah. go down yeah. and that was not your child is not explaining that story accurately because I literally saw it happen. Um, So that's a more difficult situation because I feel like the parent expects me to discipline him when I'm, I saw it happen and and I know what happened and I'm not like, I'm going to talk to him about it because he shouldn't retaliate, but it wasn't him who instigated it. Yeah. What were you going to say, Susan? Similarly tough. I've had a situation where a teacher imposed, um, a consequence on a child that I definitely felt was wrong. Mm. And then it's kind of like, okay, are we, is this going to happen a lot? So it did that. And it it really impacted the child. Mm -hmm. They were kept from doing something they really wanted to do. And I just thought it was really unfair. And I had to kind of swallow that bitter pill where again, you have to decide, is this the wrong teacher? But sometimes that happens and it's, it's just tough. It's like, what do you do? In Megan's case, you, risk a friendship or mm-hmm. like have it out or risk, you know, well, I mean, school. what I usually, what I usually, what I do in that situation is I pull him aside. So the, the other parent doesn't know what I'm saying to him, right. but I explain oh, to him, okay. like, I saw what happened. I know you didn't yeah. start that, but you still cannot retaliate. Even if someone does something to you that you don't like, but I saw what happened. I know that he start, you know, but I, I just do it. So the parent doesn't know what I'm saying. That's good. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah. I do think it's important, you know, talking about the other adults that speak into our child's life or offer discipline. It is important to have those friends that you trust, mm. you know, when, either when you're not around or when you are around and you're looking the other way, uh, or just as another adult in the room, it helps them learn how to listen to any authority figure, not just you. You know, have those friends that you're saying, okay, I trust that we're on the same page here and that you, you're you allowed to to say it, and hopefully they would yeah. come back to you and say the same thing. We had that, 
years ago we had an article called The Mom Mafia. Yeah, yeah. And I do think it is good to, okay, did you see what happened? Because I heard about this. And especially yeah. when they get older, what yeah. really was going on at school today? Because my child said this. What did your kids say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, Chloe, we are so excited for you. Yay. What are you yeah. like most excited about, like for the next few months, like the pregnancy excited? Oh my gosh. Well, I don't know. I mean, I really just am enjoying it. Like I've, I've had a pretty good pregnancy so far. Like it's been really, really great. Um, and tell everybody your due date. Yeah. Oh yeah. September 25th. Okay. Yep. So I'll put a link in the show notes to her registry. Yeah. And you got your, you got your first like full ultrasound. Uh, yes. Right? Yeah. Yep. I got my first, I got to see his little arms and his little legs and we are recording this earlier than yeah, it's starting. So yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been so fun and I'm just excited for so much. And I don't know, just honestly, this whole podcast has just got me so excited for so many stages of motherhood. And mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm excited for right now too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, tell us what is most important to you about the other adults that you allow into your kids' lives. We're going to be Auntie Abby and Auntie Susan. (laughs) No, you're just going to be Miss. Yeah, Yeah, you're going to be Miss. Not just Miss. (laughs) I do not like that. You can just call me Abby. You're going to be like, hey, Ab. Ab." I love that. I love it. All right. If you um, tell us via the link in the show notes what you think, you can offer an email to congratulate Chloe if you want. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, don't know what you're waiting for because you'll automatically get new episodes every single Monday. And of course, if you have a second to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be great because it'll help other moms find us. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the iMom Podcast. iMom is the motherhood program of the nonprofit organization Family First. Along with our fatherhood program, All Pro Dad, we exist to help you love your family well. Subscribe to our daily email, the iMom Minute, by going to imom.com slash subscribe and get tons of great ideas, insight, and inspiration. The iMom Podcast is hosted by me, Abby Watts, along with Susan Merrill, Megan Tigner, and Chloe Blumenthal.